Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Have you recently gone through something really, really bad? Maybe a death of a loved one, a job loss, or some something that really pulled the rug from under your feet. It rocked your world in a bad way. And you don't know what to do. You don't know what, where to turn. Uh, you don't know how to feel even. Well, in this episode of the Mental Health Today show, I'm going to talk about the five signs of emotional pain. And it is real, and I want to talk about it coming up. Welcome to the Mental Health Today show. My name is John Cordray. I'm a board-certified counselor and the host of the Mental Health Today show. I'm glad that you're here. Thank you for listening and tuning in. I hope you'll stay. <laughs> I hope you'll subscribe to the show and even leave a rating and review. Uh, always grateful for that and, and reach out to me and uh, let me know how you're doing or if you're wanting me to talk about a specific topic. I would like to do that. Well, this episode is the five signs of emotional suffering. And I wonder if you have ever been so down and so depressed and, and so defeated in life that you've struggled emotionally, that you've suffered or maybe you have a loved one that has suffered or is suffering currently. Something bad has happened to them, and they just can't seem to kick it. They just are always down. There's always something going on in a negative way in their life. And so in this episode, I wanted to talk about the five signs to look for if you might have emotional suffering and emotional pain. And by the way, emotional pain is just as powerful and it's just as painful as physical pain. It's been proven. Uh, I don't have time to go into this episode, uh, but brain scans actually prove that emotional pain shows up in the same pain sensors of the brain as physical pain. It is accurate. It is true. It's not some made up fictitious fictitious thing that people are going through emotional pain is just as powerful as physical pain and it hurts 
And so I wanted to talk about the five signs. And the five signs are one is behavior change. The second one is feeling agitated and irritated. The third one is uh, withdrawal and isolation. The fourth one is poor self-care. And the fifth one is hopelessness, feeling hopeless. And so let's talk about behavior change and how how emotional pain can change our behavior in really a negative way. If you're normally an outgoing person and uh, more energetic and something happened in your life and now you're more to yourself, you don't get out as much, you don't do as much, and you're just changed. And people maybe have noticed. Maybe it's been a gradual change. Maybe it's been a sudden change. But your behavior has changed in many ways. Uh, maybe you, um, you're you not as bubbly. You're, you don't tell jokes anymore like you used to. You just changed. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. Because when we are grieving, we do change. We're not going to act like everything is fine. And so there's a certain point where that's to be expected. You've gone through something hard. It's terrible. And it's changing your behavior to some extent. And that's natural. That's common. That's a common uh, grief response when you withdraw from others, when you, uh, you're not as outgoing as you used to be. Uh, but usually it's a temporary thing. Uh, grief is not healthy. Grief is not permanent. You always will have grief in your heart towards somebody, uh, but you will get better and you will grow stronger. But your behavior is temporary. Your behavior change. If it's negative, it, it's possible to get back to where you used to be. The second one is feeling agitated and, and irritated towards others. And that can that can really damage a relationship is as if you already snap at them or if you snap at them and for something minor, uh, you yell at them, you lose your temper, uh, you're, you're not able to calm down very quickly. And maybe it's just something small. And yet it, you just really blew up at the person. Or maybe you're you're angry at yourself a lot, but you're agitated, you're irritated. The third one is withdrawal and isolation. When you withdraw from people, intentionally withdraw. You don't want to be around them. You would rather just be by yourself. You might even tell people, leave me alone. I don't want to talk right now. And there's a time and place for that. Just like your behavior change. There's a time and place for being by yourself where you are grieving. But it shouldn't last a long time. Because if it does, then that can lead to more negative, more serious things in your mental health. Uh, for students, uh, you might see failing grades. Uh, they they might not be a good student anymore. and they getting F's on or D's on their test. And they used to get straight A's little kids. You can usually tell by their temper tantrum they they have outburst, but adults, a lot of times adults are more sophisticated and, and are able to kind of hide it somewhat. 
um, and, and or we want to deny it and tell people we're okay. We're okay. We don't need help. I don't need your help. And then the fourth one is poor self-care. You don't take care of yourself. And you let yourself go. You don't take showers. You don't comb your hair. You don't shave. You don't put on deodorant. You don't change your clothes. So people will notice things are starting to to affect you just by looking at your hygiene. And when you kind of give up on life, you kind of give up on taking care of yourself. And people will notice. And again, that's okay for a certain period of time. But you don't want to continue that. And then the fifth sign of emotional suffering is hopelessness. You kind of give up on life. You don't really care about anything anymore. You are not as a positive person as you once were. In fact, you're more negative because of this experience that you're going through. You have a hard time trusting others and yourself. Hard time believing that other people are being genuine. And maybe you just have this overall cynicism that's developed in your life. And hopelessness happens during times of grief. That's kind of a normal thing, but eventually it goes away. It subsides. And if it doesn't, if you have feelings of hopelessness for months and months and months, uh, then that can develop into a more uh, more serious issue like a diagnosable uh, mental illness, like a major depressive disorder. And then you need to get more serious help. And those are times where you can't just snap out of it uh, and, and you're just in that state of depression. But the five, the five signs of emotional suffering is not necessarily mean that you are uh, going to have a mental health diagnosis. It just means you're going through a very difficult time and you're trying to navigate this grief, uh, this pain that, that you are experiencing. Uh, so if you have experienced or if you know someone who's experienced one or more of these signs, which is behavior change, agitation, withdrawal, poor self-care, and hopelessness, uh, those that, that's just uh, showing others and showing yourself that you are struggling and you're hurting and you may not want the help from somebody, but you need it. You need to be around people and allow them to speak into your life. And sometimes they don't know what to say and that's okay, but you need to allow them to come into your life, whether it's making you dinner or just staying in the same room as you. But you need people in your life, and you're not going to want to. When you're going through a struggle, emotional struggle, you're not going to want people's help. I get that, but you have to realize you need people in your life. That's what's going to get you out of this hole. Yes, you need to grieve, and there's a time and a place uh, to grieve. But if it continues for months and months and months, it's not grief anymore. It's leaning towards depression. And when you get into a full-blown depression, it is very difficult to get out of that dark place. It's not impossible. It's not impossible, but it's very much more difficult. So if you are suffering and going through a struggle right now, emotional struggle, then you need to allow people to help you. I'm not trying to pressure you. You need space. You need time to process whatever happened, but don't, don't let it drag on for months 
You need to let someone help. And so there are things that you can do to start feeling better. And I just mentioned that you need to allow people into your life. You need, there's got to be a time where you say, okay, I, I want you to come. Now you can set some parameters. You can say, I don't want to talk about whatever, whatever happened. You can say, you can come over, but I don't want to really even talk. You can certainly do that, but you want people to come into your life, even if they don't say anything, even if they're just there in the same room, there is power. It's very powerful to have someone just the presence in the same room, but you have to be the one to allow that and acknowledge that you want them in your life. Now, again, you're going to want to push people away. That's going to be a fairly common reaction, but that's not what you need. You need to push past that, that, um, the feeling of, I don't want people in my life, push past that and say, instead, I may not want it, but I know I need it. So therefore, can you come over? (laughs) Can you come over and just be here? So you need to allow people to help you. It will help them. People in your life around you who see and know that you're suffering emotionally, they feel helpless and powerless. They don't know what to say or do most of the time, but they do care and they do want to help. So if you allow them and invite them to come into your life at that time to help you, it will mean a lot to those around you. You might want to get a, do a check-in with a counselor and talk to a therapist uh, if you need to get some, some more deeper help. Uh, or maybe it's whatever experience that you're going through, the level of your trauma or loss you, you might indicate that you need to talk to a therapist. And then engage in life again. Allow others... Uh, to enter your life, but then you need to enter others' lives to go and do the things you used to do and do the things that you used to enjoy. If you used to love to go horseback riding, go horseback riding. If you used to love reading books, read a book. If you used to love to sing, sing. So the point is, there's a point in time to enter life again. Enter it in with a new sense of things are different. Your life is different, especially if you lost a loved one, but you enter it with a new sense of freedom in a way. And you'll never forget. You'll never get over the fact of this loss, but you can get stronger. Suffering is a lot like a broken bone. If you ever broke a bone or if you know someone who broke a bone and uh, my son, I have never broke a bone. That's a, (laughs) I don't know how I've done that, but my son on the other hand has broken eight bones. And the first time he broke a bone was when he was 18 months and his sister was running after him around his crib and he tripped and fell and did a Superman dive right into the leg of his crib and broke his collarbone. Uh, there are many other times where he's broken a bone, but the one thing that I have learned as, uh, having to take him to the doctor many times, um, 
that when you break a bone, it is very painful at the time, but when it is set and healed correctly, it is stronger at the break than ever before. And emotional pain is very similar. When you go through something very, very powerful, very deep and profound and hurtful and depressing and sorrowful, miserable, when you've gone through the dark place and you come out of it and you worked hard and you're out of it, you are a stronger person. And that is, that is the beauty of suffering. It is, it's not beautiful while you're suffering, but the beauty is the outcome. As you are struggling and you allow others to enter your life, whether it's a friend, a family member, a counselor, a pastor, somebody in your life that you have allowed to enter into your suffering together and you come out the other side, there is a sweetness to the suffering and your life begins to have meaning again. And as you grow stronger, you are able to help others. And you are able then to give wisdom and experience like no one else can because you have gone through it yourself. You've been through it and you're out on the other side. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week, We talk about the curious things that people do. This show is for you when you're in the mood for unscripted, lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and just a smattering of psychology and information you can use. I promise we will make your day pass a little faster and put a smile on your face. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like human. Please follow the link in the show notes. And that is very powerful for your healing. It's powerful for the other person who's going through the struggle. There will come a time as you get better, as you feel better, there will come a time where you'll be able to help someone else who's gone through something similar. And that is, that's just kind of, how things go and and as you get stronger and you will get stronger you'll be able to help other people so if you have one of the five signs one or more of the five signs of emotional suffering it's a behavior change agitation withdrawal poor self-care hopelessness if you have one or more of those uh, then work on Work on your mental health. Engage the world again. Allow others to enter your life. Do the things that you used to do or find something new to do to enjoy. There is a time to grieve, but not forever. You'll grieve, you'll get through it, you'll work through it, and then your life becomes stronger and you can have meaning again in your life. So don't give up hope that you will get through this. You will. You will get through it no matter what you're going through. 
you'll get through it. I believe it, and I want you to believe that. It's hard. I've talked to so many people over the years in my practice, and they've gone through such difficult situations and a lot of emotional suffering. And I've seen them. I've walked through their pain with them. And I've seen them gradually get stronger and stronger. And eventually, they didn't need to come to see me anymore because they were strong enough and they were growing healthy enough. And then they were able to enjoy life again. And that can happen for you. So do you need to see a therapist and seek out a therapist? Maybe. Or maybe you just need to allow someone to enter your life and to your pain and be open to that. But the one thing I don't want you to do is to keep others at a distance. Don't go through emotional suffering alone, even if that's what you want to do, even if you want to not let people in your life. That's not what you need. If I were to, when my son broke all of his bones and I decided, you know what? I'll just, I'll just give you a Band-Aid and you'll be okay. It might hurt for a while, but you'll be okay. If I didn't take him to a doctor who knew how to set the bone and put on a cast, my son would not have healed correctly. So I want you to take care of you, of your mental health, take ownership of it. You can grieve for a time, but then you need to work on getting back to life. If you know somebody who's struggling, maybe you're listening to this, maybe maybe you're doing okay, you don't have emotional suffering at the moment, but maybe you know of someone who is, then I would encourage you to share this episode with them. Because they need to be encouraged. You need to be encouraged if if you're trying to figure out how to help them. And that's that's a fine line when you are healthy and you're wanting to help somebody else who's not mentally healthy and they're going through suffering. It's hard to know what to do or what to say. But doing nothing and saying nothing is not the answer. So maybe you need to be the one that shares this episode with that person. Maybe you need to be the one that reaches out to them and and says, you know what? I love you too much. I care about you too much to not say or do anything. So let me come over. (laughs) And you can tell them, hey, I won't bring anything up. We won't talk about things that you don't want to. I just want to be in the same room as you. And it's okay if you don't say a word and just be that person in their life, the rock that they need and you will help them and you will encourage them. And, and you'll be a good friend, even though it may not feel like it at the time, it may not feel like a good friend because you're insisting on coming over and being there. Uh, But the, your friend who is suffering will, will know in their heart that you care and you, you, 
you care enough to do something, but you're not forcing them to do something that they don't want to do. And that is helpful. That's encouraging. So the five signs of emotional suffering, uh, there, there could be other signs, uh, but these are the main ones. And there are many people who are suffering in silence because they don't, maybe they don't have someone to help them to, to listen or just to be there. And maybe that's you. Maybe you don't have a friend and you're doing this, this suffering alone and you don't know where to go, where to turn. And then I would say to reach out to a therapist. I know that's easier said than done, uh, but there are, a, uh, it, it, there are a lot of people, a lot of therapists online. If you just reach out to someone online, I know it's not necessarily the same, but it's better than nothing. And most of the time, uh, online therapists are easier to book a session than in-person therapists. And you might be surprised at how quickly you can get a session. And you might be surprised at how effective it can be uh, to do online therapy, virtual therapy. So try it out and, and see. If you don't have anywhere else to turn, I would encourage you to turn to a therapist online and see how that works. Well, I'm going to let you go. I hope this has been helpful for you. And uh, if, I would encourage you to check out my website at mentalhealthtodayshow.com. Uh, there you can sign up for my newsletter. You can look at and listen to past episodes. You can look at the show notes. Uh, I, just a lot there, and it's fairly new, and I'm pretty excited about it, and I, I will love for you to go check it out. Reach out to me if you want on Twitter at John P. Cordray. Uh, or on YouTube, you can watch my YouTube videos at John P. Cordray on YouTube. And uh, as always, I would love for you to subscribe and leave a review. It's always helpful. Well, friends, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I hope you'll subscribe to the show and you'll come back. And that, uh, that you'll share this with others too. That's always helpful. Well, I want to encourage you to continue to work on your mental health. And until next time, God bless. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.